Welcome to Health Unscripted, brought to you by The Cigna Group, a podcast featuring real, raw conversations with some of the most knowledgeable experts in the healthcare industry. Welcome to the Health Unscripted podcast. My name is Joe Magruder. I'm a senior advisor of ESG reporting and strategy at The Cigna Group. And today I'm pleased to be joined by my fearless leader, Nancy Ryan, who's our ESG lead at The Cigna Group. We're going to have a conversation on why environmental, social, and governance, or ESG, is mission critical for companies. We'll explore the ESG landscape, and we'll discuss ways leaders can identify and align ESG to their business values. Nancy, could you take a moment to introduce yourself? Sure. My name's Nancy Ryan. I lead ESG here at the Cigna Group. I'm an employee benefits and executive compensation lawyer by background, but now lead the ESG team here. Let's jump right in. We work closely together on ESG, and I know firsthand how passionate you are about the topic. Can you share a bit about your career journey and how this led you to leading ESG at a Fortune 15 company? Sure. After practicing law for many years, I joined Cigna in 2017, actually in human resources. As part of my responsibilities in that role, I, along with members of our corporate secretary's office and investor relations teams, engaged with our largest shareholders to discuss matters of corporate governance and other elements of our ESG program. I really enjoyed those conversations, both hearing what ESG issues were top of mind among our largest shareholders, but also learning about all the great work that Cigna was doing relative to ESG in addition to the governance work that I was a part of. And I was lucky enough to transition from my HR role into the role I'm in now leading our ESG team. That's great. I think it's a great example of just how diverse the backgrounds of ESG professionals can be. To start, I'd love to take a step back and set the stage for today's conversation. You and I live and breathe ESG. But for those who don't, first, what is ESG? And second, why should businesses care about it? Well, at its most basic level, ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance. But it's really an umbrella term that in many ways aligns to what in the past referred to as corporate responsibility, corporate social responsibility, or corporate citizenship. Some use the term sustainability, which really refers to the sustainability of a company's business generally, not just environmental sustainability. But in the past, when terms like corporate citizenship were more common, the discussion largely focused on charitable giving and other aspects of companies' relationships with the communities in which they operated. That's certainly still part of ESG, but it's really evolved into something much broader. The term ESG first really gained traction with the investor community. It really encompasses all of an organization's governance mechanisms, including oversight by the board of business ethics, risk management, compliance, but it also covers a company's approach to managing risks and opportunities related to environmental and social impacts of the company. It's also how we measure our performance relative to that and how we report out on that to our stakeholders, both internal and external, to build accountability and trust. As to why businesses should care about it, there are two primary and related reasons. First, your key stakeholders, like your investors, customers, clients, employees, and regulators, care about it. Second, if you're doing it right, focusing on ESG will improve your business performance by driving the performance with respect to non-financial priorities that are critical to your business, which going back to the first point is why the various stakeholders care about it so much. 
Thank you for that summary. Yeah, I've been working in this space for I think about 10 years now. It's, it's certainly kept me on my toes with how quick it evolves. So given that, what are some of the more significant emerging ESG trends that leaders should be aware of right now? And second part to that, how do you think these trends will shape global business? ESG reporting has really evolved from what was sort of a marketing and communications tool to moving to be more in line with financial reporting. We're certainly not there yet, but that's the journey that it's on. And so along with that has come the need to validate your data and make sure that you have processes and controls similar to financial processes and controls to ensure that the data that you're putting out there is accurate and verifiable. It's all a part of building trust with those stakeholders and ensuring that what you're saying is verifiable, it's valid, and frankly, that it's repeatable year over year so that your stakeholders can see the progress that you're making from one year to another and know that you're reporting on a similar basis from year to year. A, a related trend is companies developing and sharing quantifiable and outcomes-based KPIs to show stakeholders what they plan to do next and how they'll report out on their progress. With respect to topical trends, I guess I'd cite that climate change and DEI still remain at the forefront. Human capital management and human capital development have been more and more of a focus in recent years, in large part because of trends of employees wanting more from their employers and wanting more to be more aligned with purpose-driven companies and making sure that they have good opportunities at with their employers. And then finally, I'd note that biodiversity, regardless of industry, is emerging as a next megatrend um, behind climate change with respect to ESG topics that companies are going to be asked to report on. So let's hone in on those trends even further. How do you think those trends are going to impact the healthcare industry specifically? So as one example, going back to DEI, there's been an increased and needed focus in the healthcare industry on health equity and how we all need to address social determinants of health. There's a real recognition that health outcomes are negatively impacted when social needs aren't met. And that includes needs like food, transportation, communication, cultural understanding, and respect. So that's, gonna, that's been a real focus and will continue to be. With respect to climate change, there's a growing recognition of the risk that climate change poses to our planet and with that, the risk that it poses to our health. And there's a real sense of urgency among our employees, but also our clients and customers that we be part of a solution. And we're working towards that in ways big and small, from reducing paper mailings and exploring more sustainable packaging options to continued investment in telehealth which both increases access to care, but also reduces the carbon footprint of that care. Yes, and I can testify to that sense of urgency being on the receiving end of, of lots of ESG-related inquiries from our stakeholders, shareholders, clients, suppliers. You know, it's a lot, but also love to see it because it shows how serious EFG is being taken across our value chain. So given this dynamic, ever-changing landscape, what do you think is most important for a leader to know as they embark on their company's ESG strategy and in, in evaluating, establishing what they're going to do? First, you need to prioritize. No company can address every issue, even if we wish we could. So I recommend prioritizing time, 
and effort in a way that's most meaningful to your company, to your stakeholders, and that advances your mission and purpose. To do that, you need to conduct what's known as a materiality assessment to identify which issues are most important to you and your stakeholders and where you have the unique capacity to make a positive impact. And you need to make sure that your ESG commitments are authentic and true to who you are. You need to tie it to your company values. It should be a natural extension of what you're already striving to do. Then finally, you need to know that it took decades for financial reporting to become as standardized as it is. ESG is still at the beginning of that. And there'll be some push and pull with internal teams about what to disclose and what not to disclose. Could you share some examples of how companies are doing it right, those that are leading the way in EFG and making a positive impact? Yeah, companies that are doing it right have established a strong ESG governance process that starts with their board of directors. Some use ESG success metrics in their incentive compensation programs. That builds accountability, which can be really helpful. The companies that are really doing it best have truly integrated ESG into their business, which means having your ESG goals and commitments front of mind as a key consideration when you're making business decisions. To get there, you have to build awareness throughout the company of what your ESG goals are so that people know what to consider. They need to know why they're important and how each employee and each decision can impact ESG. Yes, those companies that immediately come to my mind and the ESG sustainability leaders over the, the past decade or so are the ones that have mastered the integration of ESG into their own purpose and values. Now let's, let's address the other end of the spectrum. What's at risk if companies don't embrace ESG? Well, first, the loss of business relationships, whether that be shareholders, suppliers, clients, or customers. As you noted, more and more of our customers and clients are including ESG-related questions in RFPs or otherwise making demands for ESG commitments, and they're making decisions based on the responses. And another big risk is that you'll face challenges in recruiting and retaining talent. More and more people want to work for companies with a thoughtful approach to mission and purpose, and that includes ESG. One of my colleagues earlier in my career always said, good business is good business. This is something I go back to often because companies that embrace ESG continue to do well when it comes to shareholder value. And, and I think we, we will continue to see that in the future. Shifting gears a little bit, when it comes to reporting frameworks, proposed regulation, et cetera, ESG can really start to feel like a compliance exercise. How can company leaders ensure that their organization treats ESG as a strategic business imperative rather than just a box to check? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, there certainly is a compliance aspect to it. But as we talked about before, if you're going to do it well and you want to continue those business relationships and continue to build that trust with all of your various stakeholders, you need to communicate throughout your company why ESG is important, how it aligns to your mission, and how, as you noted, delivering on ESG will actually strengthen business performance. And earlier, you mentioned you know, that accountability starts at the top. Um, we're fortunate at the Cigna Group that we have the passion, the recognition of the importance of ESG at the top with our own leadership team. But 
two two part of your question here for you. You know, one, what role do all employees play in ensuring their company is successfully managing EFG and EFG strategy? And two, how can those leadership teams, you know, activate and engage those employees on EFG? We work with many matrix partners across the organization who know that their role in ESG, that includes people from HR and real estate and finance, our comms partners, the health equity team, the folks in data privacy and cybersecurity, et cetera. But we're also a purpose-driven company. So ESG is naturally part of everyone's job, from our call center reps who are ensuring service quality to our HR folks who work to ensure that our employees are supported to our cybersecurity teams who ensure that patient data is protected. But with respect to how leaders can activate and engage their employees on the company's ESG work, I think it takes a frequent drumbeat, frankly, of communications, opportunities to hear from ESG leaders across different aspects of the company, help employees connect their daily work to our broader ESG strategy so they can see that how they can impact it and influence for the greater good not only delivering on our mission and our business for those we serve, but by doing so, making the the healthcare system more sustainable, accessible, better functioning, which makes healthcare better for everybody. Well said, Nancy. We simply just couldn't do it without the hundreds of experts, partners across the Figma group. We're getting close to the end of our time together. Given all that you covered today, do you have any parting advice that might be helpful for our listeners? And I always come back to prioritization. You need to stay true to your purpose, who you are as a company, be guided by your mission and your business strategy. You need to determine what ESG areas are most critical to you and how you want to push yourselves. I'd also recommend that you be a connector. You have to know the people in your company, understand what they do, understand what's next on the horizon for them so that you can think about how to incorporate that into your ESG strategy. And they can think about how to incorporate ESG into what they're doing. That's perfect. Thank you, Nancy. If I might add some advice as well, I'd encourage our listeners to make sure they pause once in a while, take a step back, reflect on, absorb the great things that your company is doing to progress ESG and make a positive impact in the world. Whatever business that you are in, there's a lot of great work going on out there. And I think we all have a shared mission of making making our world a better place. And then channeling that admiration, that passion to keep the good work going and challenging colleagues and leaders to do even more. It's, it's very easy to get lost, I think, in the daily grind. So Nancy, last question to close our time together. Can you tell us what's next for the Cigna Group? What's what's your vision for where we're headed in the future? Sure. Well, as you well know, Jill, we've spent much of the last year meeting with subject matter experts from across the company to figure out what is next for them and where that aligns with what we're doing from an ESG perspective and developing initiatives and KPIs with them that we will report on in the future to demonstrate their progress. And in fact, In our ESG report that we just published, we actually highlight each of those areas where we're going for our various priority topics, which we're really excited about. With respect to the environment, we're in the midst of conducting what's known as a Scope 3 inventory with the goal of establishing a science-based target to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. And then with respect to health equity, 
We're continuing to embed health equity throughout the company and throughout our culture, including through more cultural competency training for clinicians, both inside and outside the company. Another example of where we're headed next is with respect to our DEI strategy. We're undergoing strategy work throughout 2023 to evolve our DEI focus areas with the goal to continue to drive business integration, create sustainability and shared ownership of DEI throughout the company, and to evolve to a culture not only focused on inclusion, but one of, a, but one of belonging. Thank you, Nancy. You mentioned the publication of our 2022 ESG report a project that has been near and dear to my heart over the last eight months or so. I encourage our listeners to check out this report as you can find the link in the show notes portion and just take a look at what the Cigna Group has been up to over the last year, some proof points on how we're making progress in EFG, as well as um, a sneak peek to what we have going on for 2023 and the near future. This has really been an insightful conversation, Nancy. Thanks for giving us all a lot to think about. That brings us to the end of this episode of Health Unscripted. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this episode of Health Unscripted, brought to you by The Cigna Group. If you enjoyed today's show, please take a moment to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.